Don't just go through life, grow through it. Hi, and welcome to the Grow Through It podcast with Fee Dang. My name is Fee, and I am a human design life coach known as the Positivity Queen and author of The Great Unlearning, Awakening to Living an Aligned and Authentic Life. Join me as I discuss all things mindset, self-love, energy, and purpose, which are the four pillars of my Soul Revolution coaching methodology. This podcast won't just inspire and motivate. It will also provide practical tips and strategies you can implement in your daily life. Ready to grow? Let's grow. It's me. Hi. <laughs> Goodness. Oops, I did it again. It's been a while, beautiful soul, but I'm so happy to be back. And whilst editing, I've actually gone back to this section because I realized that this is the 50th episode of this podcast. Oh my goodness. Yay. <laughs> like, ah, and I totally reflect because I think I felt so much like, oh my gosh, it's like the 50th episode of my podcast. What will I do? And it's just so funny how timing works and trusting in that. And I'm definitely in my like divine feminine era of not trying to force things. And, you know, I guess I had been sitting on it for a while. And just honestly, today, the whole of this episode just came through so seamlessly that yay i'm like super excited to be here again and share all the things so yay happy 50th episode and i should explain as for my absence for the last couple of months life got really crazy this episode is catching you up on my life what's been happening as well as sharing my insights because i just turned 30 which is wild i've finally had a moment to pause because i actually just had a mole removed after being away for a month of beautiful bliss in the sun and sea in Vietnam and Bali, I noticed a mole in my stomach had changed. It looked darker and felt raised. Checking in with my specialist, given I do skin mapping, he confirmed the borders around the mole had changed and to make it clear, he had to zoom in and go on such a granular microscopic level to see this. And I used to be someone and am now much better, but I used to be very health conscious and paranoid. I think it is better to be safer than sorry. And that's something that was distilled in me by my dad, which you'll know if you've read my book, The Great Unlearning, where I speak about my dad appearing to have lost lots of weight, assuming it was from a change in diet when it was actually cancer. So trusting my instincts, the mole has been removed and I'll find out what happens after that. But for now, no point worrying. And I hope this serves as a sign to get your moles checked and to be aware the classic A, B, C, D, E's of melanomas serve well here. Asymmetry, border, color, diameter, and evolving. So, I haven't had an episode out since the Lionsgate in August. So much has happened in such a short amount of time, and I personally always find the back half of the year crazy. More episodes to come and talk about this, but... I am coming up to two years full-time as a life coach. Yay! <laughs> I'm so grateful, you know, taking the leap of faith, resigning in September 2021, leaving in November 2021, my corporate job without a huge amount of money saved. And I didn't know if and how I could or would do it, yet here we are. And to give you context, June 2023 was a month I'll never forget. First and foremost, because that's when my debut book, 
The Great Unlearning was launched. I remember starting the month anxious and crying because I invested so much into it, including money. I remember having a huge breakdown about money at the beginning of the month. And by the end of the month, I had my biggest month in business ever at 20K. So grateful. Um, I mean, I can't stop smiling and it's almost a sense of disbelief because I'm like, wow, never did I imagine I could hit these heights. And, you know, it's always the beginning and there's always going to be more fun milestones. And I think just to be in this moment and celebrate is so special and I'm so grateful. July 2023 was serendipitous, wonderful, joyful. I was the happiest I've ever been in my life despite a rocky start this year dealing with a breakup, yet having a picture-perfect life, but being quite lonely. And in July, my cousin living in New York visited, as did my other cousin from Canada with her hubby and kids. And I had the best time with my family, spending time with the next generation, making the most of the beach, living, you know, despite winter, eating the most delicious food, soaking up all of this joy and abundance. And I decided to book a trip to Vietnam for the first time in my life and Bali, Again, greater context in my book, but having been born in Australia with Vietnamese heritage, yet never having been to Vietnam, the urge and timing felt right. In the back of my mind, I always wanted to go first with a partner for support, but I was in my own mood. Like I was just so happy and I was so in love with myself and I was just on my own. and I just didn't care anymore. And I was like, I don't want to wait. I'm going for it. And This is laddering up to something else quite special happening. And, you know, if you've read my book, you'll know I talk about having it all and feeling pressure and disappointed that it didn't have the perfect fairy tale ending in the book because I didn't have a partner, but I had everything else. And well, it's funny how life works. Whilst reviewing and editing the book and with my few post-breakup dating experiences, I ended up consciously choosing to be celibate and abstain from intimacy for six months and taking a break from dating. Long behold, after the a few days after the book launch, I met someone special and he is now my partner. And I know that my soul had a contract to focus on myself and the book. Having done that, you know, given it my all, the universe had a lovely, unexpected surprise for me. My partner values his privacy, so I won't go too much into detail. But what I will say is I'm really happy. I'm so excited. And it's funny, you know, when we spoke, we had lived around the same areas over the last couple of years, but never crossed paths until we did. And so, yes, (laughs) that is big news. And it's only been a few weeks that I've been back from Vietnam, Bali, launching straight into being away back to back weekends for weddings and now my 30th. So I'm still processing everything. I wanted to give an update and What I can share now is that Vietnam was incredible. This whole year leading up to this moment, I had always felt somewhat of a lone wolf, a black sheep, yet this year has really hit home and cemented for me how much I value and love my family. I met and learned so much about my mom's side of the family I never knew about, I had never met them. I know my dad's side because I grew up with my cousins and my cousins are pretty much like my siblings. So it was really special to meet and feel like I had this missing half and get the full picture and context by learning more about my mom's family. And I'm still kind of integrating it all. But I think what really stands out for me and speaking off the cuff essentially is 
you know, when my family on my mom's side in Vietnam learned about what I do, which is being a life coach and doing human design readings, which involves my intuition, they were like, wow, like that's so amazing. That's an incredible job. It's so prestigious. Like, look at what you do. And that felt really validating because I think sometimes in the Western world, people are skeptical, which is also okay. So it's just so interesting to see different cultures and how they perceive things. So I thought that was really beautiful and healing for me. And so really both Vietnam and Bali were spiritual journeys with different encounters, particularly leveling up my intuition and being able to now connect with the souls of animals, especially dogs, such a joy. And I did purification ceremonies and that was really like cleansing and letting go of old energy. And it's always a case when, for example, you're cutting energetic cords or ties with somebody and then it's like, oh, they like suddenly make an appearance again. So that's really interesting. But it was really for me about closing out the cycles, which reminds me because right now as we speak, this huge eclipse, like the changing of the destiny node. So to give you background, I'm a Scorpio. And for the last two years from like November 2021 until now, it's been on the Taurus Scorpio axis. So when it's in your signs, you're like the main spotlight. It's like your big two years. And Again, like that chapter of like starting, you know, that was actually, yeah, like two years ago, I I left my corporate job and all the things and it kind of set in motion everything. So it's crazy to be at the end of this two year chapter and be like, whoa. So I really felt the need to like close out cycles and honor a lot of things in my life that have come to an end. And I think that was really beautiful, but it wasn't all spiritual. There was huge spiritual elements, I would say the main thing, but riffing and musing now, I had some really lovely moments in Bali, just watching the sunsets, eating yummy food, meeting really special individuals. Like, oh, like look at me talking. Once I get started talking, I can tell you more about my trip. It was such an inwards trip because Vietnam was with my family, family, friends. And if you've read my book in Bali previously, I felt really lonely. And it was funny because this time I was like, oh, like maybe I will meet people. And I was somewhat open to it, but I guess I wasn't because I didn't really meet many people. But the three or four people that I did, they were really interesting and special connections and have served a purpose in different ways and probably ways that I don't quite understand yet. And I'm actually meeting up with a beautiful girl that I did meet in Bali next week because she happens to be coming to Sydney and literally staying in the suburb that I live in. So again, like, and I actually, it was funny. And I was telling her, like, when I saw her in the room, I was like, I think I'm going to be friends with this girl. And then I didn't want to like force it. But then we ended up going to the bathroom at the same time. And all of these things kind of coincided. So that happened. And I just honestly remember being in Chengdu and having the most delicious sandwich and coffee at Delhi. So good. I went to my favorite bar, La Brisa. Anyways, back to that point, like this trip had shown me how much I'd mature because I didn't really, I wasn't too fussed by the loneliness. If I'm honest, it really did feel like an inwards journey. It was really beautiful. And it kind of like set me up to come home and like have this huge social battery and chat away. And maybe that's why I think this like, the relaxing and rejuvenation has brought so much energy into, you know, wanting to do the podcast again and really having a huge 2024. I'm just like so excited to kind of have that space this month to sit down and think about what I really want to do in 2024. Now, before I kind of make that leap, there was something on my vision board and an intention that I set because I don't do goals. I think there are a lot of pressure. 
but I'd always wanted to do surfing. I mean, surfing is just like so cool. And I had done surfing once with clients back in the day, um, being a strategy manager, and we would take clients out. We would like schmooze. We would celebrate big campaigns. And I wasn't great. <laughs> my hair and my lashes were going everywhere, very long nails. But this time... I was lucky and fortunate enough to hire a one-on-one surfing coach. He was amazing. I literally got a wave on the first go, which was nuts and something unexpected. And, ooh, like I love the ocean and that feeling of riding the waves. And the whole process of surfing teaches you so much about resilience. Like I think half the battle is not actually standing up on the board and surfing. It's actually getting out to the waves. You're literally getting repeatedly bashed by waves and So that was teaching me a lot about mental resilience. And for me, like learning a new skill set, like I'm very comfortable in the mind of like mental and energetic. So to do something like physical, it was a beautiful metaphor because if you've had a human design reading with me, you'll know I always talk about our emotions as waves, high highs, low lows, ebbs and flows. So it was like really being in that and embodying that metaphor that I know, like we can't stop the waves and we, don't, we shouldn't have to. We don't need to. We're, it's about learning to, you know, surf the waves. So that's like my tangent and again, things dropping in. And so I wanted to share that with you about my trip. I am in the works of trying to plan a retreat in Bali next year around July and August. And I will be going back to Vietnam and Bali in March 2024 next year. So I also realized I didn't post much either. And that's because A theme of my life lately is being super present and having sacred moments for myself. I used to be someone who felt the need to show off things like staying in five-star hotels, selfies, whining and dining, but I know I embody everything now and it's so nice to not feel so attached to my phone and the need for everything to be captured, you know, and this is in contrast to, of course, my 30th where I was like, do you know what? Such a huge life milestone, such a huge year for me. I'm going to go all out. Like, why not? Dress, cake, hair, private area hire, food and drinks tabs. So, which leads me to another huge theme of this year was having the most luxurious experiences of my life, yet no one to share it with. And it made me realize that most of the traveling I have done over my life since I started traveling around the world, maybe when I, you know, 19 years old, 20 years old, you know, I've been to Europe a couple of times, like America, Bali. And so, you know, I've been to Canada. So I guess like reflecting, I'd say 60 to 70% of my travels have been solo. And I love having these moments and experiences, but what makes them even more special is sharing them with a loved one. Thus getting the taste of the digital nomad lifestyle I had always dreamed of and desired being able to live anywhere and work anywhere, I actually found myself craving home back in Sydney, Australia after a month away. The life I live and have created for myself back home feels like a holiday in itself and I'm so grateful to have the abundance to be able to travel every three to six months and base myself here in Sydney, Australia. Now, let's talk about turning 30. Little drum roll. I wonder if like the mic's picking it up. (laughs) It feels weird saying it. I mean, it is still fresh and I think it can be mentally daunting. But from my experience, it's true what they say. I can honestly say I'm more myself than ever. I am happier than ever. I love myself more than ever. I am more abundant than ever. Every year of my 20s has been so pivotal and different. You know, I started my 20s with my dad passing away. 
I never would have thought that I would be where I am today, living and breathing my life purpose of helping women and men all over the world to live their best lives, doing what I can to raise collective consciousness and vibration, having the ultimate freedom lifestyle, running my own business, thriving, living at one of the most iconic beaches in Australia, having released, published a book. It's like a physical book. People are, it's in their hands. They like people DM me, email, tag me. Like it's like, I can't stop smiling. It makes me speechless at times. So many defining moments had to happen for me to get here. And the most pivotal being the darkest moments in my life. And this really does link to my personal human design as well. So what did I do for my 30th? I had the most delicious lunch with a girlfriend. You know, my boyfriend then treated me to an amazing dinner. One of the top three meals I've ever had in Sydney. I was so impressed. He absolutely knocked it out of the park. Like I have eaten at many of the places in Sydney. So he found this hidden gem. I had never heard of it and it absolutely blew me away. It was one of those meals like Literally, it was like, you could get whatever you wanted. We got snacks, entree, mains, desserts, cake. Like, it was so good. I just feel so grateful and cherished and adored. And those are the words that I always wanted to say when I, how I want to feel when I'm with a partner, you know. And I also celebrated with, funnily enough, 30 of my friends and had a private area at a popular chill beach theme bar near me and was able to shout everyone some food and drinks too. Um, I have no idea if people can hear this bird like chirping away when I kind of said that and it just feels so nice as if my dad was here like celebrating with me. I am honestly the happiest girl in the world. I thought July was the happiest moment in time and now here I am. Did I say July? Was it June? You know, you know what I mean, that time of year. But now it's like October, November and I am truly the most happiest content I have ever been in my life and It's funny because I think sometimes when you look at people online, you know, in particular, I don't really ever post pictures or videos of my loved ones. And I wanted to say they exist. (laughs) I just don't do it out of respect for their privacy. And that may change. They might not change. But just thought I'd throw it out there. Just getting to know me again and an update on life. So, you know, usually when you turn 30, you see those top 30 things I learned by 30 or what I wish I knew in my 20s. But in Fidang style, of course, I'm going to share the top 10 things I unlearnt by 30 to honor my book, The Great Unlearning, of course. And the book really does capture my 20s. And if you're interested, it has 29 full chapters of unlearning. These are my own musings pulling from the book and reflections in this present moment for the podcast episode today. It's honestly so hard to pick only 10. So I'm going to tune in and trust my intuition that I've chosen these specifically to resonate with you listening to this podcast. So here I go, here it is, the top 10 things I had to unlearn in my 20s now that I'm 30. One, timelines, the learning. There's a set timeline of key milestones in life you need to achieve in order to be happy and fulfilled. The unlearning, there are no set timelines in life. Truly? Because I think 30 is one of those ages we build up in our heads and decide we have to get everything done. Yet funnily enough, the less pressure I put on myself, trusted in my own path and timeline, the more amazing things I've achieved unexpectedly. I mean, my unexpected biggest month in business happened only a few months before turning 30. Anything can happen. Some experts from the experts. (laughs) 
from some of my expertise, some expert excerpt. (laughs) Okay, I'll get back to it. Uh, From the book to share is timelines have mostly been imprinted subconsciously on our minds. We seem to always be working towards a time frame, often speeding towards it. In fact, it's made us feel like we're always rushing to hit our next life milestone, whether it's love, money, or career. The problem is that when we don't hit these timelines, we feel like failures. We feel like we're moving slower than those around us, and it quickly turns into a crippling game of comparison. It's important to remember that life isn't a race and it isn't a competition. Two, success, the learning. Success means having money, being in a relationship, and at the peak of your career. The unlearning. Success isn't clear-cut or one-size-fits-all. It's something you define on your own. The old status symbols for success were a fast car, a big house, and millions, billions of dollars. The ultimate new flex is freedom, joy, and inner peace. To live a life where your soul is pure love and happiness, where your highest self is realized where your inner child is seen, heard, and loved, where you find security in yourself and not others or things, it's a life that your ancestors would be proud of, a life that's a dream. Unlearn what you think you know is success and redefine it, what it means to you. A lot of sayings we know are for a reason, and it really is true. Some of them, not all of them. You hear it thrown around casually and in all self-development books that money doesn't buy you happiness, I would always roll my eyes and think deep down, well, maybe not, but I'd rather cry in a mansion and Ferrari, that's for sure. However, have you ever actually stopped for a moment to consider what your definition of success is and why? Having had the taste of success, money, status and achievement at the height of my career in the corporate world, something still felt missing. Being in a relationship with what on the outside superficially, a handsome man that loved me for three years, Something still felt missing. I mean, even the bloody beginning of this year, everything except a partner, something still felt missing. It had to hit, you know, it really had to hit home time and time again that success isn't what it looks like and what you have. For me, it really is a feeling and ultimately that feeling is inner peace, being content and self-love. Not only that, success is different for everyone. I never thought I could work for myself doing what I love, yet here I am. Success was beyond what I thought was possible for me. My definition of success has rapidly evolved at each stage and age in my 20s. So that's something that I want to make really clear for everybody listening as well. Three, money. The learning. Money's hard to make, but it will solve all of my problems. The unlearning. Money doesn't have to be hard to make, but it won't solve all of your problems either. Wealth is a consciousness of abundance and poverty is a consciousness of lack. Do yourself a favor and seriously understand that money is mindset led. Once you can identify and understand your beliefs, you can do amazing work to unlearn limiting money beliefs. I used to be someone so scarce all the time, hoarding money. Now I don't even need to check my bank account for purchases. Everything I want, I can afford. Do I buy everything? No, because I have different priorities. Right now in my life, I'm in the enjoying phase because Why work hard not to harvest the bounty you planted? 
which is also why I've been less online, social media, and more living life and, you know, coaching and working with clients behind the scenes, you know, what you may not necessarily see on Instagram or in a podcast. And what I will also say is that throughout my 20s, I have been in a lot of debt. I have had a lot of money. It continues and will continue to fluctuate. I don't attach myself so deeply to money anymore. I'm in flow with it. I trust it. And somehow, always it comes to me in any way. I remember being petrified going full-time in my business, being afraid I'll have no money and die. You know, I told myself I can get a part-time or casual job to support myself in the worst case scenario. Two years later, that's never happened. I've always been financially supported by my business. And it's always that funny way in life, isn't it? Like we think about all of these worst case scenarios and sometimes they do happen, but more often than not, they don't. And we end up like psyching ourselves out. And it just honestly brings me back to this morning taking out my mole because I even had like a nightmare about like the wrong doctor doing it. And I was like, no, stop. Like you're not my specialist doctor. And the actual like what was freaking me out was getting the local anesthetic. So they numb you so you can't feel it because they obviously they use a scalpel and they're like making an excision and removing your mole. And I was just so petrified about the actual needle. And I, it was building up in my head. And so I remember like in this morning, I was like lying there and she literally put it in and I didn't even know it was there. It was honestly the most quickest, smoothest, like seamless procedure I had. And I just had to laugh because again, I just like psyched myself out so much. Four, having it all. The learning, you can't have it all. The unlearning, you can have it all. Seriously, here right now in this moment, I have it all. I have everything I desire and dream of. I write in my book, The Great Unlearning, we're conditioned to have things in life as good enough. Good enough sex, good enough money, good enough relationships, good enough jobs. But what about great? What about excellent? In fact, we're shamed for wanting more, you know, especially as women, you know, more pleasure, more money, more appreciation. We've been conditioned to equate wanting more as superficial, dirty, and to the detriment of others. We're told it's ridiculous to believe we can be an amazing partner, mother, and career woman at the same time. Our culture celebrates sacrifice through these beliefs. If you want lots of money, you have to work lots. If you want to be successful at work, you have to spend less time with loved ones. And I say, screw that. You can. At times, this changes. Everyone's definition is different. Maybe you have the majority of what you want at one moment in time and that flips in another. But for you listening, I dare you to not only dream of having it all, but know that you can have it all. If I can, so can you. Why not? Five. Self-identity, the learning, you are insert name, you are insert number years old, you are insert job here, the unlearning, you are a soul having a human experience, your identity is a costume you wear, and you're the one that gets to decide what that looks like. I think in your 20s, it's a normal and common experience and passage of right essentially to question who you are especially to my open, to my open, especially to my fellow open G centers in human design. Again, through conditioning, I felt as if I had to know who I was, but I can say I've changed every year in my twenties leading up to my thirties. I used to identify so much with material possessions and my appearance or social media validation. And then in my mid twenties, up until becoming a full-time life coach, it was like my career And now I just know who I am. I know I am beyond all of this stuff, which is human. 
I'm a soul underneath it all, bringing in that spiritual aspect. And honestly, I didn't have it figured out for a long time. And that's okay. Embrace the unknown and process of figuring it all out in your 20s. So I ask you, who are you? Who are you really? And are you you because of you or because the world made you this way? Do you know your place in this world and what makes you, you? Mm, Quite uh, deep, (laughs) philosophical. It's meant to juicy thought starters, what I say. (laughs) Maybe you want to pause the podcast. Maybe you want to reflect. But I think um, all lines of inquisition for identity start there. Six, self-love, the learning. It's easy to love others, but hard to love yourself. The unlearning. What if it's not about loving yourself, but loving being yourself? Self-love has evolved rapidly in my 20s to now being 30. At times, even in the book, I mentioned feeling sad and now ultimately having so much compassion for myself in my 20s in my self-love journey. I used to be someone who needed to be externally validated by men, awards, achievements, social media. And it's funny that this year I've been on social media less in my business, yet incredibly abundant, despite changing algorithms too. I've been less on social media in personal life and more happier and carefree than ever too. And again, not to go to extremes because I also love social media as a conscious tool to connect and help people. And something that really made me question things is how I started the self-love chapter in The Great Unlearning. If I were to ask you to name all the places, things, and people you love, I can almost guarantee that your name is last, if it is even on the list at all. It's all about unlearning that self-love can't be bought. It can't be earned by being pretty, smarter, more successful, and so forth. Self-love takes work. Self-love is a conscious, ongoing journey. Seven, your thoughts, the learning. Everything you think is a fact and must be true. The unlearning. Your thoughts are not facts, but they do form your reality. A simple game changer for me that really unleveled, ooh, unleveled, up-leveled, just got the unlearning on my mind, up-leveled my awareness and consciousness is that at the end of the day, your thoughts are just thoughts. We are conditioned to believe our thoughts should be or need to be a certain way, but they don't. Our minds are great storytellers. Eight, happiness. The learning, you should be happy all the time. Everyone else is. The unlearning, you don't have to be happy all the time. You say you want to be happy, but only when you're a certain way or something in particular has happened in your life. That's not happiness, that's self-imprisonment. This unlearning for me stemmed from toxic positivity culture and well-meaning socio-cultural conditioning having been raised Vietnamese Chinese in Australia. You know, it was so freeing to understand it's okay not to be happy all the time and it's normal not to be happy all the time. Sure, you can chase happiness, but really it can't be bought, caught or obtained. You see, so many people seem to miss that happiness doesn't suddenly start in the relationship, the job, the degree or money. Happiness isn't an object, which goes into my next unlearning. Nine, feelings, the learning. Feelings are scary and should be avoided at all costs. The unlearning, feelings aren't scary. 
They are what make us human. We live in a society that is ruled by the mind. We must do the logical thing. We must analyze it. Feelings have become foreign. We are scared of feelings. Feelings are uncomfortable. Again, learning my human design was a game changer. I am an emotional authority. As humans as a whole, we are built to feel our feelings. That's why we are human. It makes us human. And especially as an emotional authority, you know, your soul has been designed and orchestrated to really feel it all as part of your life storyline in this lifetime. And that, yes, indeed, sensitivity isn't a curse. It's a superpower and blessing. You know, personally, my sensitivity helps me attune to clients' energies and channeling to receive messages. My sensitivity is beautiful because I get to feel the lowest of lows, the highest of highs, the two go hand in hand duality. And that, again, really stems from being numb and not feeling anything at all, which was so miserable. And it it just didn't feel like I was living, like I felt like I was a zombie. And this happened, you know, when I had my delayed grief onset after my dad passed away. And so the duality of life and it all really leads to number 10, the unlearning that I had to do in my 20s was about spiritual breakthroughs. And this is really trying to encapsulate the majority of everything. The learning being spiritual breakthroughs are sudden epiphanies after dedicated practice and learning. The unlearning, your biggest spiritual breakthroughs won't be found on a yoga mat or in meditation. You'll find them through the greatest spiritual practice of all, your life. And I chose this unlearning, as I said, to best encapsulate the majority of my life experiences, navigating dark, difficult circumstances, dark night of the soul, tough emotions, moving through mental health, whether it be deep grief, losing my dad at 20 or the grief that came with leaving my corporate job, even though that was what I wanted my ego death of who I thought I was before becoming a life coach, the end of a three-year relationship, moving out of my dream home at the time that had so many significant memories, such as being um, able to afford an apartment by the beach due to a promotion and pay rise in my corporate career. You know, that home was where I started my side hustle, turning my, you know, turned into my business career. It's where I first lived with a partner And, you know, my biggest breakthroughs happened in my biggest breakdowns. We can know this and still feel how difficult it is because, alas, the experience of being human, which leads to my wrap up in a big, beautiful bow because turning 30 coincides with the end of your Saturn return, which is the equivalent of turning 21 spiritually. So really, turning 30 in terms of like spirituality and astrology, this is only the beginning. And I'm sure there's so many more unlearnings for myself to come and to be shared with you. And so if you are in your 20s and 30s wanting help, guidance and support from me, I strongly recommend reading my book, The Great Unlearning, which can be purchased online via Amazon and other retailers, as well as in bookstores. And you can get your bookstore to order it, as well as getting a satin return reading with me in terms of human design and one-to-one coaching. So all details can be found on my website, Otherwise, you can DM me on Instagram at thefeedang or email me hi at feedang.com. Now, just to end this by saying, like, I think all of these unlearnings can apply to any age, any gender, however you identify or label is not restricted to an age. And I should also share that I do work with clients of all ages above 18. So it's not limited to 20s and 30s, but I guess given the theme of the podcast, I wanted to kind of raise that, but 
yeah, gosh, it's just been so nice to reflect and be back on the podcast with so much like zest, enthusiasm. And I think, you know, I'm sure you can like feel it and hear it. And I just want to say like, thank you so much for listening for your support. I really appreciate it. I'm so grateful, you know, by you listening, you're playing a part in, you know, my life purpose of doing my best to help people and to share more knowledge. And I'm really like feeling lit up and inspired after having a bit of a break from the podcast and going away. So I'm really excited for the future episodes to come. There's going to be some really good ones. I plan to talk about, you know, having had been in business now for two years full time, talking more about, I guess, business aspects and, you know, starting your own business because I know a lot of people are interested in that. I'm going to have my beautiful assistant, virtual assistant Ellie on the podcast, as well as a great friend of mine, Kim, who does calligraphy. So lots of juiciness to come. Thank you so much, beautiful soul. I hope you have the most amazing day or night, whether you're listening. Take care until next week. Love and positivity. Oh,